Well, joining me for a look at the equity scene is Gary Boyson from Rancis. Thank you so much for your time, Gary. It seems that the, the, the markets, particularly the JC, has languished today. It seemed undecided, uh, up uh, 0.29 at some point, and then sinking now deeper into the red. Is this just a, a function of investors not really wanting to make any huge decisions before those uh, central bank decisions that we are waiting for? I think we've got a particularly heavy data week. So we've, we've got a lot of inflation numbers that are going to come out. Uh, we had Eurozone inflation figures out today. Uh, you know, slightly slightly uh, lower than uh, expected uh, coming at 5.2 percent uh, all that inflation as you say it precedes uh, all the central bank announcements and i think everyone very very nervous to take a, a big position one way or the other so that the market does feel like it's trading water um the expectation is that we're not going to see any move from from the fed uh, tomorrow evening uh you know if you look at the fed funds futures a 99 percent chance no move now but uh, i've kind of been watching the, the the probabilities move over the last week and uh, it seems that more and more the market is thinking that this is the top. Mm. Uh, that's that's the sense that I'm getting from from all the moves on the market. So, you know, if you look at the November meeting for the Fed, there's about a 71% chance we'll still be at the same uh, level we are now uh, and just under a 60% chance uh, we'll be at the same level in December as well. So no, no move all the way through December. So I think the market's starting to question it. If we get, uh, you know, some of these inflation prints coming down a little bit more aggressively, uh, maybe we can see maybe we can see some interest rate cuts uh, next year, which will be absolutely fantastic. Uh, obviously, yeah. with Jackson Hole, that was the kind of last big announcement from the Fed. And uh, that was saying higher for longer. But if inflation comes down, that, that narrative is going to change very, very quickly. I think the only, the only bank that we're expecting a hike from is the, the Bank of England, yes. uh, which is penciled in for, for about a quarter of a percent higher. Yeah. Um, but that's largely expected to be the, the, the last rate hike there, too. So maybe that could explain what was going on with our fashion retailers today. Exactly, because I was about to ask, because we did see that surge with TFG up more than 8%, Pepco up almost 8%, Mr. Price up 6%. And I was actually wondering, is this just the markets pricing in good news or less bad news when it comes to the inflation picture and also the Reserve Bank's decision on Thursday? Yeah, I, I don't know if uh, the Reserve Bank's decision was leaked to someone, <laughs> and we're going to get an interest rate cut. Let's hope. Um, but yeah, I, I looked. I looked at the, the, the retail. Uh, I looked at the retailers. Nothing on the wire feeds. Nothing on sales yeah. either. That uh, would really explain the, the absolutely massive move higher that we saw in, in the specifically the fashion retailers. So if yeah. you look at the, the grocers, uh, you know, Shoprite, Woolies, Pick and Pay, no big moves there. But uh, as you said, if, if you if you sell clothes and you're listed on South Africa today, you had a great day. And but really, it, it was largely the reason that the industrial index managed to tick positive uh, at the end. Mm. Uh, it was those doing all the heavy lifting. The, the rest of the market's uh, a little bit uh, negative. Ah, uh, all right. Well, let's get into uh, another sector, and that is ITC. Mustek coming out with its uh, year-end results today. That share price surging uh, about 11%. Revenue uh, up by double digits. Headline earnings up 5%. Declared a dividend. What opportunity did the uh, market uh, see uh, on the back of these numbers. Well, I don't know if it's the whole market. I think maybe a couple of must take traders uh, saw, saw some opportunity there. And I think this, the stock finished up just under 9%. Uh, you know, the, the volume was okay for Mustek. Uh, so you had 170, just over 173,000 shares traded. It's about 266 million total. So for, for a company, that, that's not large, even on results. Uh, it's, it's not a large volume and uh, you know, it, it's not particularly heavily traded. So the price discovery on Mustek based on results and then kind of indicating, oh, it's up, up almost 9%. 
I, I don't know if that is entirely fair, um, but it did look like a good set of results. Uh, obviously, you know, it's it's a fairly leveraged company. And I think, again, the interest rate story almost plays into it. So, um, you know, if you look at their financing costs, their financing costs uh, rocketed, I mean, up uh, from, uh, you know, 76 million in the last reporting period up to 175 million this reporting period. So you can see, obviously, that the, the debt burden really getting expensive with the higher interest rates. But maybe the market's looking forward. They're looking forward to these uh, potential interest rate cuts in future. And, yeah. And what that's going to mean for Mustang's bottom line, because at the top line, the, the revenue growth was great. I mean, up, uh, revenue up 13.7%, clearly pushing through some, some inflationary increases. Um, that, that brings their revenue to just over $10 billion. Uh, as you said, uh, announcing uh, that $0.77 cent dividend, uh, headline earnings per share up 5% as well. So uh, overall, you know, not not bad, not a, yeah. not a bad set of results at all. And, and maybe the market looking at this and saying, if we get a we're getting low interest rates, then must that could be something that uh, will look very, very interesting for shareholders. Ah, all right. Well, before we get to your stock pick, we have about a minute left. I quickly want to go to Grinrod, uh, another company whose share price surged when there wasn't really any uh, significant news or numbers. Um, it was up about 4.5%, and I'm wondering because the only thing that came out was that they were uh, doing a presentation at the R&B Morgan Stanley Big Five Conference. Was that it and maybe just a confirmation of sentiment after the good results that they posted last month? Yeah, I think I think so. So you know, obviously, uh, you know, looking at the presentation uh, at, at RMB, mm. you know, fairly heavy on detail as well. So I mean, lots of you know, a, a great company that's doing really, really well. You know, you're getting you know a very different picture from from Grindrod than you are from uh, you know, let's say the general news cycle around what's happening uh, you know in ports and terminals. So yeah. you know, record port volumes up thirty percent for the period. Mozambique terminal volumes up seventeen percent. So so you know, ports and terminals are looking great, and even their logistics business not. Looking Looking bad either. I mean, they've uh, you know uh, uh, at least uh, restarted operations in Zambia, and and also volumes increasing. So I think you know, a, a pretty a pretty positive uh, presentation, and, and yeah, convincing yeah. a couple of uh, investors to get out there and buy some shares today. Ah, uh, all right. Well, what are you buying today? Your stock pick. Well, I'm going to go a little bit, uh, I suppose, contrarian to an extent. So I'm going to pick up a, a basket of banks. Uh, so we've really seen our banks getting hit over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, and when you see the currency where it is now, I mean, we, we're saying it's sitting at around 19. So this is a time for me that you might even consider, you know, taking a little bit of the, you know, if you've got offshore exposure, if you've got the ability to to sort of switch, maybe bringing back a couple of dollars, uh, deploying it into the local market, into, into a sector that is incredibly cheap. Uh, you look at our banks, obviously very well capitalized, um, you know, very different prospect for some, some of the international banks, looking at European banks, for example, um, but also very, very cheap. You, you're looking at uh, kind of mid-single-digit uh, multiples, which is very, very cheap. Now, we understand why they're cheap. We, we have a difficult environment in South Africa. We have an energy crisis. You know, it's it's tough out there. But but our banks, our banks are, are, are pretty solid. And, and I think... Uh, with obviously uh, the high interest rate environment, uh, maybe people reading too much into falling interest rates and, and what's going to happen to um, you know the impairments within the businesses and and really punishing the stock over the yeah. to the stock. So so I'm looking Standard Bank and First Rand specifically, yeah. even Ned Bank at the bottom of a sideways channel. I would probably be buying any of those for a short term recovery. Probably looking at the next three four months. All if right. I was a trader, that's where I'd be putting my cash. All right. Thanks so much, Gary, for your insights on what has driven the markets today. That was Gary uh, Rance. This is Gary Boyson.